Southsiders episode three, myself, Shane Reardon, Gabe Ramirez. I'm at Shane underscore Reardon. Gabe is at Chicago underscore Gabe. You can find us on all social media platforms at Southsiders 670. And if you want to email the show and provide us with some content, you can email us at Southsiders 670 at gmail.com. It's a twice weekly podcast by White Sox fans for White Sox fans about a team that is incredibly frustrating and does not seem to be letting up at any point whatsoever. Gabe got Lance Lynn back last night. Um, which is a great thing because immediately he shows you that he's tired of the bullshit happening in White Sox dugouts and with White Sox culture. He and third base coach um, Joe McEwing, Super Joe McEwing, get into it last night after Lance Lynn, it looks like, was angry about a defensive alignment on a single in the, the second inning or the third inning or whatever. What did you take from that situation? Because I absolutely loved Lance Lynn coming back and providing that fire immediately. Definitely. It, it was definitely welcoming to see something like that. Just to see somebody care. I know you've been complaining a bit about guys like Moncada. And, you know, I've been saying that about some of the guys with like uh, whether they got their money and, and they're a little more chill now. But but when Lance Lynn comes in, he's a gamer. And that's what you expected when you brought him to this team. And to see him, you know, well, what he said was the, the argument about ribeye and filet mignon, which was better, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, but yeah, but we fine. know, yeah, but we know the truth. Lance Lynn's an old school kind of kind of player, right? Like a bulldog type who's like, hey, man, put your guys where put, I've been pitching my whole life and guys have been in these positions my whole life. So I know how to get the ball into these places. And when you make when you do a shift like that, I mean, I get it. But what's the alternative, right? That, you know, when, when the shift is on and it works, I don't know. I, I, I never even got your take on, on shifts and obviously the big change coming next year. Shane, like, do you hate it? Do you love it? Do you, like, what do you think? I mean, Are you a baseball purist in that sense? Well, I, I'm for offense, right? I, I, I love pitching, but I'm for offense because offense brings, brings people into the game and offense keeps people around and scoring runs is more exciting than a, a pitcher's duel, in my opinion. I do love to watch a pitcher work. But more runs means more excitement, means more action. If you, but the, it's tough, man. Because, it's tough. It's, it's tough, tough, dude. I, I, I am for the change next year. In you can move your guys wherever you want on each side of the field. Like the third baseman and the shortstop can move wherever they want up until second base. The first baseman and the second baseman can move wherever they want up until second base. I am for that because I'm for offense. But it does feel like. Man, in every other sport, your guys can go wherever the hell they want. If you in hockey, if you want to move your goalie past the blue line, go ahead and move your goalie past the blue line. Yeah. In basketball, if you want your center to chill out at the top of the key or on the wing, your center could chill out at the top of the key on the wing. It feels a little dictatorshipy, but baseball is in this 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 horrible horrible. I want runs. <laughs> I don't want to limit defenders, but yeah. I want runs. And I know you can't have both. So I am for the banning of the extreme shift um, just because I want to see the ball and play more often. As am I. If the ball is moving it, getting in the hole, then then you're going you're gonna to score more runs. I am more concerned right now about Tony's roundabout way of trying to not necessarily blame Lance Lynn for the blow up with Joe McEwing, but also try to say like, oh, he's just a gamer. So like he doesn't, he knows he made a bad pitch. pitch. Yeah. It was his first start back, 10 runs, or 10 hits, 
three earned runs. He looked awesome after the second inning in a game where you knew he had to get into the fourth or fifth because the bullpen has been so taxed with a couple extra inning games and Kopech leaving in the first yesterday, which it also seems like he's going to be fine. Let's update people on that. He got some fluid drained from his knee last night, and it looks like he'll be fine, and I bet he'll even start on Sunday. I am more concerned at Tony's roundabout way of trying not to blame either because you you didn't have to blame anybody and you could have still been honest about the situation. I understand wanting to somewhat keep it in-house and let your guys handle it, but you work in the public and when an incident like that happens on the public stage in front of a television camera, you owe your fan base and the public some kind of, kind of explanation. The way Lance Lynn handled it, great. That's funny. Let it roll off the tongue with a little bit of humor. The way Tony Larusa handled it, and uh, yeah, he just he made a bad pitch, and you know he's a he's a gamer, and he's mad at himself for making a bad pitch, and you can't be taking that out on the third base coach. What's he got to do with you not making the right pitch? Yeah, it's loyalty in the wrong way, and I'm more concerned about that than I am about anything else. But more than anything, the White Sox got what they needed back last night in Lanslin because yeah. they're scoring runs, Gabe. What, nine runs, Finally. eight runs, five runs, nine runs, four games in a row. And even though they lost three of those games of those four or three of the three of the five where they're scoring above six runs. Yeah. It feels good to have the bats awake a little bit. Um, and it feels like uh, we talk about turning points. It feels like a little bit of a turning point. Now just see, do what you have to do against the Tigers, sweep the Tigers and move on from there. Yeah. I look uh, going back to Lance Lynn. I mean, you love what he did yesterday, but we got to be realists also. We're not expecting Lance Lynn to give us seven innings, you know, hold the team to two runs. I am. I'm not because that's not what you're going to get. Like Lance in, Lynn is in, not that in dude. general or last night, just in general. No, no in general, that's not what you're oh, going to no. get. That's not what you're going to get from Lance Lynn. Like so, so that's what I'm expecting. So, so for me, when I see him do what he did yesterday, I'm like, okay, sure, I would have liked six innings, you know, instead of the, the four and a third. I, I would have loved that, but you know, ten hits, dude. I mean, I know it's your first game back. I get it. I get it. But 10 hits, like that's what you expect from Lance Lynn. You expect them to give us some hits. You expect them to get guys on base and get himself, get himself out of jams. But he's not our ace. He's not our number two. He's our number three, four, five guy. And and, and but but Lance Lynn is a phenomenal three, four, five guy, right? And 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 then going back to what you said about you know Tony DeRusa, yeah, I didn't, I didn't like that either. You know, he was like, you know, if there's anyone that can take criticism or if anyone that can, you know, be held hold themselves accountable, it's Lance Lynn. It's like yeah, but 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 you're right. If if it was supposed to be something that's supposed to be in-house, that's when it happens, you know, in that in the tunnel when no one can see it and 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 the people start gossiping about what happened. But when it happens like that on damn TV and everybody can see that you guys are it's like I felt like it was a bully picking on a on a, on a little kid, you know, like Lance Lynn is big yeah. monster, and Joe McEwing's like, what he's like, what's up? What? Like, what, what do you want me to do? So I felt bad in that sense. Uh, but it's good to have him back. It's good to have another arm in the rotation. Hopefully, we can get everybody back, well, including Kopech on Sunday. Uh, but but the team and the scoring the runs, dude, doesn't it feel good to see some people get a walk like Mancada yesterday? I mean, like yeah. it, it felt great to see some people get on base without having to struggle and get themselves a hit. So it felt good to see Moncada take that walk because you know when when Yon Moncada starts taking walks, he's understanding the strike zone a little bit more and he's getting a little bit more comfortable. It felt good to see him make contact and get that base hit. What didn't feel good is the two strikeouts in those at-bats that that he looked completely overmatched. That one in the – was either the sixth or the seventh where he reached for a ball uh, on the the right side of the uh, of the zone and just kind of threw his arms at it and, and made no competitive – um, effort whatsoever to make contact with that ball. That's the Yuan Moncada that frustrates me. So yeah. the walk is great. The base hits great. 
understanding the stri strike zone, but there were two strikeouts last night where I, I don't want to keep saying like gave up, but it looks like he gives up on the at bat a little bit. Yeah. And then he like saunters away back to the dugout. Like, like his mom just told him that, Hey, we sent your, your dog away to summer. Camp. You know, <laughs> right. it's right. It's, it's that kind of shit, but you hope that like he sees, you know, it, Jose Abreu is a role model for Yon Moncada. He wouldn't still be here if, if that wasn't the case. You hope that he sees Abreu pick it up. Yeah. And that, that homer to center field last night, 444 Jeez, feet, the, bomb. the strength of that man is just, it's it's unbelievable. And it was the on the other side of the plate. It wasn't, it wasn't even like in where he could yeah. turn on it. It was out. So that was just nothing but muscle. And, and and it was interesting to see him at that homer and to say to yourself as a Sox fan, like, damn, we got to put some blame on Abreu too. Like he hasn't been hitting the long ball. This is something that we've been accustomed to over the last couple of years. We are like, where is your offensive person going to come from? Well, TA is going to get on or a Mankata or Robert. And then Jose Abreu is going to do his thing. And you just haven't seen a lot of that this year. So it felt good to just, because it, it felt normal yesterday, right? A couple home runs, some timely hitting. Like, I was like, ah, this is what our team is supposed to be like. But we still got to give him shit though, Shane. 14 people left on base is a shit ton of people. You know what I mean? When you're talking about throughout the course of a game, and that comes from all the strikeouts, bro. 10 strikeouts is a lot. Like 10 strikeouts in a game, 14 people left on base. If you would have showed me those stats at the end of the game, I, I probably would have told you we would have lost. But yeah. to put up nine runs still, it just it says a lot about this team. They're 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 a grinding type team. And I felt shitty because dude, yesterday I was on BetQL daily, Joe O and all those guys, and they started asking me about the White Sox. And, you know, I've been trying to be more matter of fact lately, not trying to, you know, be on play devil's advocate. I'm trying to be serious. So I so I, I took a moment and I was like, you know what? In the present, it's just an awful reality to face. This is a bad team in the present. And then what do they do? They turn it into a meme and they put it all over social media. <laughs> I, felt, I felt like an idiot because then we come out with this uh, another offensive output of nine runs. It just it took my soul away. But that's that's what you got to do. Sometimes you got to say that stuff about your team. Because you, you you expect more from them, like don't you, like like you said, we want they should have swept the, the Rangers. The fact that we didn't yeah. sweep the Rangers, there's like crazy, and the fact that there's just more drama that comes up. It's like every single series, there's some sort of drama that is where where Tony Larusa is at the center, and it just makes you kind of like hate the team a little bit more. Well, when the things that are supposed to go right are not going right, it puts this hyper focus on everything else. So when you weren't scoring runs prior to the Rangers series and you're not winning games, but the pitching is going okay. You're looking for someone to blame. And there's always going to be two different camps. There's going to be the blame the players camp. There's going to be the blame the manager camp. And when you have this, this figure, this, this figure that somebody puts so much focus on in Tony La Russa, because we're doing it as a fan base, because we understand, like we talked about from the beginning, we understand that this team was not, from the day that Tony LaRusso was hired, was not put in the best position to succeed. When everything else isn't going right, you're looking for something to blame. And Tony LaRusso is, a lot of people think, somebody that, that should be blamed. But in all reality, it goes comes down to the execution of the baseball player. See, see Shane, though, long, that, that, that's why I feel like, they, and that's, why, that's my biggest argument as to why I feel like Tony LaRusso should be fired. It has nothing to do, I mean, whatever. If coaches make mistakes, whatever, whatever. But it's about who we're placing the blame on. And I think where the, the, the players, they feel it, but they don't feel it enough, you know, because they, they got – Tony's always in the news. But if he's gone, right, then you get the, you get the pressure back on the players, and then it, it makes them or it should make them perform at a higher level because now there's no one else to blame. 
Now you're not going to be pointing a finger at the, you know, the interim coach in that moment. You're going to be pointing your finger. So there's going to be more noise about Yohan Moncada. There's going to be more noise about Yasmani Grandal's on-base percentage. So that to me, that's my biggest argument as to why I feel like they should just give him the hook. Like, even still, like, I know people, you know, they, they felt like he should have been gone after the Rangers series. But, it's like, how, how much worse can it get? And you need your team to play better. You need them to get a spark somehow. And that spark, for me, comes in the form of firing Tony LaRusso. 